So, Blake, I want to do a thing leading up to Dragon Con, because not only is Dragon Con going to be the first annual end of the world party presented by the BS, it will be also be the debut of the BS whiskey that is currently being aged downstairs. Ugh. So I think for the next four episodes, we just need to begin each one with a little live taste test, and... I don't know if you can look at your screen and see how just piss yellow this sample is. That's not whiskey. It's just moonshine that's yellow. It's moonshine <laughs> tang. It's the lemon-flavored moonshine. You put Skittles in it. All right, tell me how it is. It don't smell bad. What's it? It's, it, it smells like moonshine. It smells like moonshine and wood. And that... <laughs> Fucking turned into Dave Couillet. Um, well, <laughs> Hi, everybody. Cut it out. Cut it out. Uh, so let's go into the show with a little taste test. That's really fucking smooth. Oh, okay. no. Blake. Okay. Blake, I think I accidentally did a good thing. No. I don't believe you. I can't believe this. <laughs> Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time! It's time, it's time for a load. And I'm talking about a load, a load of BS. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS. The podcast that's like 30 to 50 feral pigs just coming straight into your audio feed, hosted. <laughs> Where we do nothing but crank those hogs! <laughs> we crank the hogs, coasted by two of the best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he. The B to the L-A-K-E, that's right, it's Blake Tanner on the ones and twos. Actually, um, uh, you can announce me as the, uh, pile of grease and hair that was once known as Blake Tanner. Yeah, also, I'm going to assume from that intro you've not been on Twitter today to see the fact that apparently Twitter just wanted to talk about feral hogs today, and we, I don't know why, I don't know the origin, I just know a bunch of people were talking about 30 to 50 feral pigs, and I don't know why Twitter did this. And that's why, tonight, we have the best pig farmer in the land, the S, <laughs> Scotty Moore. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, what is this noise? <laughs> I'm a farmer! You know so, what? You don't want to fuck with a pig farmer. <laughs> so I know you, uh, you've you got a lengthy story, I'll bet, to tell. So before you get into that, I want to tell the only real story I have this week, from this week. It's okay, I'll throw up while you're doing that. <sighs> and it's my invention. And it's the invention of shit cake. <laughs> and it's it's not difficult to make. Essentially, you start off attempting to make a Coca-Cola cake. Have you ever had a Coca-Cola cake? It sounds like something that you would make, doesn't it? Oh no, they're re- an actually well-made Coca-Cola cake or abs- is absolutely fantastic to create. Oh, no, 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 no. I only say that because you didn't make the um the tactfully superior Dr Pepper cake. I thought about making, but I wanted to stick with the OG for this. Um and then that cake has to get fucked up. Meanwhile, you have to make frosting that equally gets fucked up. Um, which just consisted of me taking very old powdered sugar and dumping it into a bunch of butter and whipping it together to make maybe kind of a coffee kind of thing, like brewing coffee and just throwing it in there. Where'd the coffee come in, though? I just wanted, I w- well, when we made the frosting, we were like, what should we flavor it with? Strawberry? No. Do we have chocolate? No, we have nothing chocolate at all. There's no chocolate. Well, let's try coffee. Coffee and chocolate's a good combo. So, then you fuck up the frosting by putting too much coffee in it. Then you fuck up the cake. Then you combine it because you're like, look, I can save it. I'll save it and try to make cake pops. That's what I'll do. I'll attempt to make cake pops. And then during that, the frosting melts. And then you panic and just shove it into some ice cream cones and stick it in the freezer and then go to bed with so much guilt on your conscience. Are you describing making a cake or hiding a dead body that you killed? 
it's kind of the same thing when you think about it because you just kind of you start off with good intent and then by the end of the night you're like oh no what have i done what have i done why did i do this and then you stow it in a freezer out of fear it's like i'm sorry jessica <laughs> i'm whispering to the cake that i've just poured onto a sheet and like i'm sorry jessica As you're just like writing jessica in sharpie on the frozen frosting <laughs> Sorry, I did, Jess. I didn't have any like flavored ink stuff, so I'm just gonna have to use this sharpie. Kind of, I have some edible glitter, so it'll look pretty, I guess. But Jessica's gone. It doesn't matter. I just tried to dress up this hog. I tried to dress this hog right, and now she's in a freezer crying. Oh. Is that um, is that the hogs that everyone was talking about? Like, are people just like accidentally murdering hogs? Uh, yeah, they, we were murdering the thirty to fifty feral hogs and then turning them into cake. I get, also thank you, Tyler, who just says this is morbid in our chat. Um, so, what happened in your weekend? Because you have a you get a, you get to tell a story that I get to tell in a few weeks, which is a bachelor party to- story. I went golfing. What? Went what? golfing. I thought you had so much more. I was t- I was taking a pause to take a hit of vape. It's still coming out of my mouth, and all I got was this. Was I like golfing? I like golfing. I did golfing. <laughs> so first of all, I would like to say not to toot my own horn or anything. Um, I'm pretty great at planning shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. So. Uh. One of my really good friends. I'm his best man. His name is Hagen. He's a great dude. Uh, He is getting married. Old, old friend of mine. And several months ago, several months ago, he told me, and I'm I'm pretty sure on a night where we had a few drinks. Okay. Blake, for my bachelor party, I want to go to Top Golf. I go to Top Golf. Blake, Blake, look at me. I want to go to Top Golf. (laughs) Is golfing a thing your group is known for, or... Never. <laughs> Not once in our lives have we went golfing. As a matter of fact, there were uh, six of us in our party. Yeah. Only two had ever actually been golfing, and that is myself and Josh. Um, yes. Also, by the way, I did enjoy Josh a few days later, but I think it was the following day on Twitter, just said... I got more drunk last night than I have since I turned 21, and my god, I'm never doing it again. That was pretty great. He, uh, we'll get into this later, just how much we did done the dirty. Um, yeah. I would like to say, this started out two months ago when I ordered, like, a bachelor party plan at Top Golf, and they said, yeah, we love doing this shit, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! That'll be $800. Jesus Christ, Blake. Uh, so then we got that money together. For, mm-hmm. Most of it was just like a deposit on if we had to buy food and shit. Um, yeah. Then they got us, We they got us for two hours hitting balls. Yeah. And I, I just want to say, in addition to the $800 part of this story, I want to share my bachelor party story, which is my buddy Jarrett, who's getting married. Someone who no none of the other groomsmen knows is planning it, and at one point he goes, "I'm buying us a mansion. Everyone chip in two hundred dollars." At which point, every group, every person who lived in Oxford at once said, "No, we have no money." In fact, a separate group chat was created saying, "Everybody, don't panic. We're going to figure out a secondary bachelor party idea." Yep. Um. It's actually only like six fifty at the end of the day. Yeah, it was just their estimate. But anyway, so we all get there. We meet our party counselor guy, um, who he shows us to our bays, and we're passing like we're on the top floor, which has got the best view and like the best um, bays that you could just hit those balls out of, right? Please tell me that homeboy had, like, the most frat boy-ass name. Like, my name's Chet, and I'm gonna teach you how to hit them balls right today. No, his name was Jeremy, and when he came up, he (laughs) had these real dark sunglasses on with, like, this sign that said, Hagen's Bachelor Party. And then, as I came up and I waved him down, he's like, sup, (laughs) y'all? Fuck yeah, Jeremy! Uh, he was real chill. 
So they're walking us past these bays. We pass the bar. We pass the restaurant area. And the, most of it's pretty cool. You have a couple of tables set up for each bay. You can sit at it. That's whatever. And then they keep walking us down all the way to the end. That's when I noticed the tables and the weird bar stools are disappearing. And now, oh, we're in the lounge, like the couch area. We don't have chairs. We have couches, baby. We we got couch. We're couch boys. And then he sat us down and says, just wave, just wave, just wave in front of this thing. And the ball pops out and you just hit your content, man. And then he said, what y'all going to have to drink? It was like. He went from zero to brass tacks. It's like, now let's get down to what you really came here for. What liquor? Did, was it paid liquor or did you have to, like, was this free or do you have to pay for As it? As part of the party pack, we, um, I had already paid for a $288 minimum. <laughs> Why do I? You went beyond the $288 minimum. We did. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, we all order our first round. Everybody orders food. We order our second round all within the first 45 minutes. Of course. Um, as a matter of fact, at the end of that 45 minutes, most of us, uh, save for... Michael and BJ, Michael, who was uh, our driver, and BJ, who just doesn't drink, had had quite a good bit already, <laughs> to the point that Josh had gotten, like, who's not normally a heavy drinker, to the point that he's like, hey, let's just get around round of shots, y'all. Oh, so he t- he's a me. He's one of, he's a me person, where at one point, while drinking, just is like, have you ever had a car bomb? Come have the car bomb with me. Uh, yep. And he got the, he's like, let's get that round in. And mm-hmm. we got that in, and we're hitting balls, and we're having a good time. And then after that first 45 minutes, another 45 minutes pass, and our dude has not come back. <laughs> he's afraid. He's terrified. He's not come to get an order for us. He's not come to check up on us. And we're kind of getting to the end of our two hours, and I'm like... And Jeremy's dead. Jeremy's gone. I don't know how much money we've spent. What if we don't meet the minimum? Then they'll charge me more than the minimum. Right. So I have to get somebody to go flag him down because he's somewhere on the ass end of the uh, the other ass end of the facility. And Jeremy died that day. Jeremy died. And we ch- he's checked and he said, oh yeah, man, you got $120 left. Oh no. <laughs> To which I stared. I looked at the clock. And then LMFAO started playing in the <laughs> yep. background. I looked at the clock. We had 30 minutes left. So I get, I was like, boys, get the fuck over here. <laughs> Y'all are going to start drinking now. And just first thing he said, all right, another round of shots. Give me a Long Island iced tea made with all top shelf liquor, please. Um, everybody ordered another drink besides the shots, and then we all ordered three of what they call golf bags for the table. Okay. And a golf bag is just a 32-ounce container of drink. Of something. Of you something. Just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then that was where things started getting a little fuzzy. Let me ask you a very important question, because Hagen posted a picture of, I think, three of you playing golf, and then just some buckwild shit happening, including Josh, who appears to have a fucking syringe and a mushroom, and is just injecting something into oh, a mushroom. Fuck. Oh, I forgot about the injectable donut holes. Okay, so it wasn't a mushroom, luckily. No, they are donut holes that this Top Golf place where it, it lets you drink and hit balls, which I guess is not the most, like, good idea in the first place. They come out and they say, hey, you know what? We've got donut holes, but we also give you this syringe full of chocolate, and you just stick it in, boy. <laughs> yeah. So... It started out with Josh sticking the syringe in, and he started pressing it down, and nothing happened. Yeah. And he tried it again, to the point that one of, like, the servers saw him doing it, 
she came over, pulled the syringe out, pulled the tip off the syringe, and then stuck no. it in. Josh, this is on par with when I was in Orlando trying to get a job as a fucking bouncer of all things at a place called Howl at the Moon, and the guy interviewed me, we talked for a long time, he's like, I don't really see you as a bouncer, but you're a cool guy, we might try to find a place for you here, but hey, after this, why don't you just go hang out and have a good time, and that's when I went down, I'm like, he gave me permission, (laughs) so I was just like buying the syringe shots, and just dousing them. Yup. And that's that's how you do it. Uh, we also found out that, funnily enough, as you drink, your performance at golf gets worse. No. Um, except for our friend BJ, who he did have a couple drinks. Yeah. But he also discovered the fact that he is a great golf person. I've oh, wow. I've never seen somebody in two hours... He went from barely being able to get any distance to almost hitting the back wall whenever he fucking wanted to. So, turns out that, in his case, it's okay to drink and drive. Dennis! Uh, Yeah! At the end, while we were waiting for, like, our last drinks, and as we were about to get kicked out, because they needed a bay to clean it up, um... We were just, like, standing around watching him just drive down the range and cheering every time. Yeah. This, holy fuck, alright. Also, late was I it? did have was... the greatest, like, f- worst moment, I think, ever, as I was oh. going for a drive. Okay, how late was this, by the way? Was this an early, an afternoon drink ski? Oh, or this a... happened in between the hours of 6pm and 8pm. Oh, God. Um... So, I was going out for a drive. I put the ball on the tee. It's mm-hmm. a little rubber tee. It's kind of stuck in the ground. And I bring my driver up like I am Thor with Mjolnir just about to bring that swift, righteous justice down. I swing. I feel the tee under the ball because I did... I went a little bit low. Yeah. And I... Feel the driver pass through the tee, below the ball, and the tee returns in the perfect position to catch the ball, so the ball does not move. What? Wait, what? What? What the fuck? It's like the magician who rips the tablecloth out from under the table, only to have everything stay perfectly still. That happened three times. <laughs> Oh man, that should have been your skill at that point. You're like, I'm a, I'm able to do this. This is my ability. But Blake, this isn't a podcast about bachelor parties. This isn't a podcast about us. This is a podcast about trying to come up with ideas to make us that dosh, make us some money so we never have to do a podcast ever again. What idea have you brought to the table this week? And is it golf drink related? It is not. It is... Oh, I realized I had 30 extra minutes while you um, had to eat dinner. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I don't have a thing this week related. Because I was thinking about the golf thing too much. Okay. And that's where I kind of came up with an idea that I've been playing around with on and off. But something that really, really, I think really needs to be brought into the world, Scotty. Um, As you know, we, we toyed around a little bit with tabletop RPGs last year. Yes, and, and we we will again this year. It's going to be our Helsing abridged one year. It's going to be the longest D&D campaign of all time. Yes, it is. Um, but I thought, you know, we play with D&D. I've heard all of these different systems. There's everything from Fate, Powered by the Apocalypse, the Vampire one that I forget the name of. Yes. Bl- Masquerade, Bloodlines, the Vampire Masquerades. Suck Boys. Suck Boys, the D&D game. Um, suck. Suck it. Suck it. Um, yes. But I realize they're all so complicated. They've all got these big rule books. They've got everything. Like, I just want something... Something a little bit just more functional. Something that's easy to wrap your head around. So, Scotty, I think that we need to build our own tabletop RPG. Okay. 
And I thought, what would be a good a good premise? Because like I said, there's some with masquerades. Um, Fate's got a lot of different systems that you can make a lot of different worlds. But I I, I want to make something that's that you rarely see before. Something that I've only ever seen in one type of tabletop RPG. And I want to make it wrestling related. Okay, so pro wrestling RPG game. Which I can almost guarantee there's more than one of. Probably, but I think ours is going to be different in the fact that it's going to be a lot like D&D, where you build your pro wrestling world. So you've yeah. got towns centered around either different styles of wrestling, or they just have different characters you can wrestle. That your okay. adventuring party goes from town to town wrestling. And instead of using all these stupid dice and stuff, you only use this bad boy right here. The good uh, old the D2. The quarter. It is a yes or no game. Is this inspired by your uh, how you do predictions for Fight Boys, which is, I don't know how this match is going to go. I'm just going to flip a coin. Yep. I okay, guess. So why don't we, let's, okay. I mean, it's kind of simple. Why don't we just make up some characters right now and try to play it? Alright, I like that, I like that. So, what's your, uh, what's your character gonna be? My wrestle boy, I think. I mean, uh, do I, okay, hold on, let's do it. Heads is heel, tails is baby face. Is he gonna be a good boy or a bad boy? Alright, here you go. Oh, shit. Tails. Tails, so he's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's a really good boy. I'm thinking he's just like a hot topic sex boy. And his name is Jeremy. So, Jeremy has to... Alright, so Jeremy is actually an employee at a Hot Topic. Jeremy Grunge is the full name, by the way. Jay Grunge for to his friends. Are you ready to step into the ring with Jay Grunge? Jay Grunge is coming for you, yeah! Alright, so Jay Grunge, he wrestled his way to the top of his local Hot Topic league. In yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I guess in the in the Galleria, let's say. Let's the just bring Galleria it back home. In Birmingham, Alabama, Jeremy Grunge. Now, can I uh, suggest a few mechanics? Because it can't just be a coin flip. Can each character cut a wrestling promo and our... Uh, what would our... It wouldn't be a DM or a GM. What would we call him? Me. General manager, GM. It, so, yeah, it's still GM. <laughs> And so he has to judge the uh, promo skills of Jeremy Grunge as he faces off against his opponent. And if Jeremy wins, he gets, like, I don't know, like, more coin flips. Like, if he if he gets an unsuccessful coin flip, he can attempt once again uh, if he wants to, or it can well, keep going. Yeah, that's all, that's all part of good role-playing. See, the other thing about this is, depending on how good you role-play, how good mm -hmm. you talk... Or how good you describe stuff, you get a little something-something as it goes on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, so I'm going to assume it's not just you have a match, flip a coin if you win or not. You describe the match, and then at the end, like, if you go for a pinfall, you have to get three successful heads or tails in a row. Yep, it is going to take that long. It will be very rough. Well, you can also use your previous banked uh, retries. <laughs> to try to make it the successful thing you want. Yeah. It's all about those. It, the more successful moves you hit, the more, like, good possibilities you get. So, for and basically every action you take is going to be determined by the coin flip. Okay, so... Um, depending on how well you describe what you want to do. And so I think that you're starting out, you're in the Galleria, so there's a lot more stores than the Hot Topic. So, where oh. do you want to go? Do you want to go to the American Cookie Store? Oh, that's a good do you one. Wanna, um, do you want to go see who who you could challenge at Build-A-Bear Workshop? <laughs> no, because then it would just be me. It would just be Fight Scotty. <laughs> or do you want to see who you can find and challenge at Spencer's Gifts? I actually, can I make a, can I go after mm -hmm. the big man on campus? He just recently showed up in the last year, but he's really gotten big. And that's um, Craig B. Dykstrom, the CBD salesman who sells people CBD oil and vape juice at one of those little kiosks. 
Oh, you gotta be very careful. He's got a very, like, he's got a gnarly finisher where he just blows that vape in your face. Yeah, he just vapes in your face. And the thing is, his finishing move, a lot of people say, is really effective and works really well. But it's kind of hard to see the effects for certain people. <laughs> okay, so my my opponent is, C- is CBD. Like, his name is CBD. We abbreviate it to it. Um, can, I, can you flip the coin to see if we're main event or not? And if a championship is on the line? All right, do you uh, do you want to see if he's got a championship? Yeah, 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 flip and see if he has the Galleria championship. All right, he... And it's going to be heads is yes, tails is no. Okay. He does not have the Galleria championship. Okay, so, but still... Still, you're going to be... S- he's going to be a pretty big takedown. If you take him down, you take a stall down. Yeah. <laughs> And then you could possibly move on. He's still a big guy. Like, he's probably, like, number one contender. But if you take him down, you're going to be next in line to face off against. Who's the champion of them all? Um, let's see. Is the champion of them all the guy that's right next to CBD that uh, sells drones? <laughs> no, it's not. All right. Is it um the famed Asian-American wrestler Teddy Wan, uh, also known as Forever Teddy Wan, my favorite. No. It's not Forever 21. Okay. Um, let's see. Is it the McDonald's general manager? Goddamn right it is. <laughs> it is. It's uh, Greg McDonald, the big, big boy on campus. He's the champ. So, But first I got to take down uh, CBD before I can get on to him. So should I should I try to crank one out, crank out a promo to get people excited and see if I've earned a um, earned a spot, earned a spot in an extra coin flip? Yeah, because you know what, CBD is in the middle. He's hawking his wares right now. Like mm-hmm. there's a there's a bunch of people walking around. They, instead of a carousel now, it's a it's just a ring. Okay, okay. So yeah, the center in of the, the food uh, court. Hall. The center of the food court, which used to be a carousel, has now been replaced by a wrestling ring. So I'm thinking Jeremy Grunge just got off uh, got off his shift at Hot Topic. He walks down and he sees CBD and he sees the ring and he makes the and this is his first match ever and this is the first time he gets the balls up to fight and he looks and he's just like CBD. Let me tell you something right now. You try to relax everybody. You try to bring them down to a calm level. But every single time I look at you, it makes me sick. So as far as I'm concerned, every single time I walk by and I see your stand and I see what you represent, it doesn't get me relaxed. It doesn't make me calm. It makes me angry. And that's why this Saturday, center of the food court, Jeremy Grunge is going to be taken on CBD. And if Jeremy Grunge does what he always does, even though this is my first match, and gets that P.I.N., then you will never be O.P.E.N. again. So says the Grunge Man. All right, I think that's really good. I think that's a good... Let's see how CVD res- responds. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, are you going to be playing the role of CVD? <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. CVD, he kind of cocks his head. About halfway <laughs> through this promo, he finally realizes that you're talking to him. Yeah, <laughs> even though he started it screaming CVD. Yep. And he says, Dude, you saw my stand? You're a JoJo fan, too? And he looks up, he says, Man, you need to seriously chill, Hot Topic Bob, or whatever your name is. <laughs> so why don't you And step I know the, into- use of hot, the use of CBD's been a real hot topic, so we have a lot in common. <laughs> I think we could be really good friends if you didn't talk down to me like that. So how about I take a fat rip? And then I make you rip. Rest in peace. And then he just, like, takes a fat swig. <laughs> wait, wait, what? A fat swig. Does he swig. have one of those, those CBD beverages? <laughs> yep. Of a Red Bull. 
Yeah, it's a red. It's a CBD energy drink, and that's kind of like Popeye's spinach, and it gets him going. Mm-hmm. And he hops in the ring with you, and I think you had a pretty successful promo against him. But um, let's see. Are you gonna try to attack him before he attacks you? He looks like he's coming straight at you. He's got a vape in hand, and his other arm is free. He's just crushed that. Uh... Oh, he's run. He's run. He's running at me. There's no chance for just grabs. No, he's running at you. If you. Um, sure, you could try to grapple him. I think we're gonna... I know, because I feel like he's just now mad, so he goes for a super kick. He just... He cocks back and unleashes a massive super kick to the head of uh, CBD. Let's see if that super kick lands. Ooh, the super kick does not land. CBD barrels straight into you. He smashes you into the ropes, and he swings you throws you against, you find yourself running to the opposite side of the ring and bouncing off the ropes, and he's charging at you again. What do you do? Um, I'm gonna drop down. <laughs> and just l- let him run over me. Alright. No, that's fine. I think you, uh, you're just able to do that. You drop down, he yeah, runs we do- over you. Yeah, we do the classic international spot, drop down, leapfrog, and then... Uh, yeah, you I guess- jump over his head. Yeah, yeah, and then he runs at me, and I go for a hip toss. All right, hip toss. That should be easy enough. Hit the hip toss. He is down on the ground. All right. Um, I don't think it's early enough. I want to weaken him a little bit. Uh, and so that's why... Should we do, like, a success... How many successful moves in a row leads to a pinfall? Like, if you get five successful moves, you could try for the pin. All right. Let's say if you get three success- successful um, moves, then you already get two forward to the pinfall. Okay, okay. Um, I just want to weaken him right now. I think I want to put him in a headlock. <laughs> All right, you put him in a headlock. Everybody gets bored. That's <laughs> just what it is. Was that a negative? I'm going to assume that was that was tails. Okay, so then I'm going to assume at that point CBD makes his way back to his feet, hits a few gut like gut things to separate us, well, and then um, actually what he's... he does is he um. <laughs> He gets up from that headlock and he runs, runs your head into the ropes and you are down, or he runs your head into the turnbuckle. You are down, you're looking up at the sky and he is towering over you. What do you do? Um, what, does he not have to roll, like, uh, do a coin flip for his shit? What? Does he not have to flip for his now things as well? <laughs> Um, where's, where's the referee at, at this point? Where's the ref? Um, that's the thing. At this point, the match hasn't actually started yet, because you didn't wait for the ref. It just, he just went in and started attacking you. I pull the vape out of his hand. Alright. You pull And I, I remove the top of the vape, because I'm going to assume that he's got a good, good cotton RDA set up. Yep. And I heat the coils, and I stab him in the nuts with the heated coils. Alright. So, I'll let you take that vape. You've removed the vape from his hands. Yes. You started heating it up, and he, he responds like, when his vape is taken out of his hands, he just goes absolutely, like, buck-wild insane, because a part of him has been ripped away like his soul. And well, was, yeah, but at least, at least let me flip to see if I get the nut shot with the burning hot coals. Well, no, I'm describing it. I'm, I'm just saying. Now, hold on. He starts to go crazy. It's like you see him see red. Yeah. And he starts coming towards you. You've got this heated, heated ass vape in hand, and you are ready. You are about to just stab forward, and let's see what happens. Okay. You get him right, right there. (laughs) Right there in that heat. You hear the Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, that the cotton just comes right off, and he just yelps in pain. He is down. He is Did down. He, it, is he falling or is he kind of bent over in pain? Because that's like, def- very comically, he is just starting to shrink into himself and he kind of goes down on his knees. Okay, as he goes down on his knees, I stand up, I grab him in a front phase headlock, run the ropes, and then land a uh, giant spinning DDT. All right, since he's already out, he can't do anything to stop that, so... Oh, shit! Oh, shit! <laughs> okay! Because you did just burn his nuts. 
Okay, so now we're in the center of the ring. Yes. I'm standing above him, and since I'm at Hot Topic, I assume I have like a um, a day to remember sweatband on, and I pull the sweatband off, throw it to the audience, and I hit the I run the ropes and hit the Hot Topic elbow on him. All right. The ref has finally made it in just after you burned his nuts off and slammed okay. him into the ground. And let's see what happens with your Hot Topic elbow. Come on. Oh, you hit him square in the chest yes! with it. Fuck you knocked yes! him down. Yes! He is down. You got two forward. One. Two. Does he? Oh, he kicks out at two! Wait, I want to utilize my promo forward. I want to use it and get a second coin flip. All right, all right. He kicks out, but just barely to the point that you are pretty sure that another elbow is going to do it. You hit that elbow. Uh One, two. After two finishers. Oh, it's three! Yes! Three! We did it! (laughs) And then a fucking A Day to Remember song blasts throughout the food court as I'm like, I did it! You do get to play your own victory music. It just comes out of the air. Yes, exactly. And with that, I gotta say, I think our boy's about to become number one contender. Is he, though? Because from behind... No! You get blasted as you're celebrating by this massive force... And, and standing over you, you see two figures. One has a latex glove on that he's just pulling over his hand. Okay. Put a mic, he pulls a mic out and he says, You've done well to defeat one of my oldest rivals, Mr. CPD. He doesn't learn from science. It's me, the doctor dude. Doctor, oh. Dr. Jim. I'm a medical doctor. Okay. I'd like you to join me as part of my stable with the pill dozer. The pill dozer? Okay. What mall thing is this a part of? Oh, he's from the, um, he's from, like, the, uh, first aid tent. He's from the shitty CVS that's probably about to close but never does. Mm -hmm. I was waiting for you to be like, there are two figures, and one looks down at you and is just like, Here! Tell him about it, Dave! Well, Buster, let me tell you something right now. Next week, I want this fool in a ring, and it looks like that he's gonna need a partner. And then that's when, um, fucking CBD stands up and, like, limps over (laughs) and is like, I'm his partner, dude. Well, that's the thing. Once you beat CBD, you leveled up to level two. Dave and Buster's is like level ten. <laughs> okay, okay, I can see that. You gotta fight your way up. This is. Can this just be a show? I mean, we do like fifty wrestling shows already, but I just want this to be a show now. I kind of <laughs> wanted to do one with a wrestling RPG at some point. Yeah. But I mean, if if we want to make another podcast thing, I can't do it on my own. We're gonna have to find some way to be able to afford that which means that we probably need to go to the shill station and it's me blake tanner your shill master general shill champion of the world and i'm gonna tell something to my Dude. challenger, Scotty Moore, you may have been the best at shilling. You may have been the best at shilling. Patreon.com slash a load of BS, where you can support the BS, where you can give and give and give. If you love our podcast, if you want some sweet free stuff, if you want our free monthly show for patrons only, you pay for this where Scotty and I watch terrible, terrible movies and talk over them. Then you know what? Go there. Give us some money. I was waiting for you to say ding, ding, and you never... We had the perfect lead-in, a wrestling bell, just saying ding, ding. Too bad no. you're getting my promo skills, bad boy. Well... <laughs> Alright, you want to go up against me? What else do they get from Patreon? Who supports us on Patreon? Tell me that, sucker! Well, firstly, I do want to say that we did watch the most buckwild film that I genuinely do not know what it's about. <laughs> Called, what was it? The Bad Batch? The Bad Batch, that was it. 
we didn't know what it was, and within 30 minutes, I established it was the greatest film of all time. Then within an hour and 30 minutes, I established that it's the worst and most forgettable film of all time. Uh. So if you want to hear us commentate over that, go to patreon.com slash BS. If you want to get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like the Patreon saints of the BS, like my mom and dad, Scott Moore and Deborah Moore, or... The newest patrons, which is weird because I'm already a patron of them, but Radish donated to us. Oh, that's great. Um, special thanks to uh, Tyler from Radish for coming in, only saying, my God, this is morbid, and then leaving. And then immediately leaving. I think we scared him off from how morbid our talks went. But of course, if you want that, you can go to patreon.com slash BS. But if you want other stuff, if you want something to put on your body, go to merch.aloadofpurebs.com, ladies and gentlemen. It's where you can get merch for all your favorite shows. Pipe Boys has an exclusive Summerfest shirt, and it's my favorite thing I've ever made in my entire <laughs> life. Um, so you can check that out. I don't know if I put it up on the website yet, but I am going to put out one inspired by our Dragon Con live show that says the end is near. It's inspired by our poster that if you're watching on YouTube or Twitch, you can see behind me. It's really, really good. And if you want it, you can get it at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. And Blake, I know we usually end there, but I just want to say if y'all guys are going to Dragon Con, make sure to go to the Hilton Galleria 6 at 11.30 p.m. on Sunday, we are literally the main event, the last show of the fucking con. And check out the BS first annual end of the world tour. We have no idea what we're going to be doing other than drinking whiskey and probably prophesizing the end of the world. So make sure to come see that live Dragon Con weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, the following event is scheduled for one clusterfuck and is set to occur in Birmingham, Alabama. Introducing first, he is the bearded man from the Badlands, the absolute Badlands, Scotty Moore! And in the other corner, sporting the modest plaid on plaid on plaid, the man with the plaid crown. The plaid is plaid on the plaid. The man who knows nothing about wrestling and everything about plaid. Blake Tanner. I'm sorry, was I supposed to do something there? I thought this was just you two. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, that's Dylan. Hey, and Dylan. Then, <laughs> and we are the Fight Boys, and it's a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. Make sure to check us out, because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life. So, Blake, we've created quite possibly the greatest wrestling RPG of all time. We, my favorite was at one point I was like, hey, let's make our own wrestlers. Not thinking, oh, wait, we do an entire other show about making pro wrestlers, but I guess we could do this. Matter of fact, that's kind of how we started with this podcast, making our own wrestlers. Jeremy Grunge is going to show up in JXT soon enough, baby, I'll tell you that. And we talked about Dragon Con, but there's another con I'm going to. It's less of a, it's not a convention, it's a conference called Podcast Movement, where I get to, I'm going to go hang out and talk podcasts with people and be really, really nerdy for a long time and pretend I know what the fuck I'm talking about, which is fine unless they actually listen to the show. And I'm not doing anything this year. But next year, I'm hopefully going to go back and give my own, like, talk about how I think about podcasting and stuff like that. But it would be the first time I ever did something without my boys with me do something on my own. So I'm thinking, could you help me? Could you help direct my little TED talk on whatever I want to talk about? Um... You wanted to ask someone who knows what they're talking about, right? Yeah, no, no, no. I trust you. I know your skills, and I believe that you can bring to the table exactly what we need. You, you trust me with this? I trust you. I, I so I think first things first. You, you we, shouldn't. <laughs> first things first. We need to establish like what could I talk about? Like I've thought about doing stuff about like how pro wrestling can improve your podcasting game, or like then how just to create. Lit, show them the first segment. Yeah. <laughs>
or like how to create my your uh like social media persona because like the Fight Boys Twitter account ain't the same as a Scotty Mo Twitter account, ain't the same as a load of BS Twitter account, it's all kind of different. So I'm not sure what do you think would be the most successful thing for me to bring? And like you've got the reins. Alright. First of all, I think I think to bring Alright. I think that you just need to bring in a large box. Okay. And in this very large box, it is wrapped like a birthday gift with a big bow. Yeah. And you open the box, and it just flops down, and you say, the thing that has given us the most success in our podcasting career is this motherfucker right here, and his name is Gazi. <laughs> It's just like, he gave us a lot of money. That I thought you were going to say just a heaping pile of bullshit was in the center of it. And I'm like, this is it! That could be a concept, though. The concept of, like, how BSing can improve your podcast. Like, how having this back-and-forth concept and how this thinking-outside-of-the-box idea could help you with your show. Oh, and that's why you remove Gazi from the box at the beginning <laughs> Yes, you because take he's the he's take suffocating. Out of the box, he's suffocating. Is <laughs> you killed our biggest patron? Yeah. Okay. So how about this? How about I just start? I can do it live right here. Improvise a little stuff. You stop me, and then we can make little tweaks along the way, and you can kind of help guide my performance where it needs to be. Okay, I like that. Yeah, you just start. You just give it some. Tell, tell me about bullshit. What is the art? Uh, uh, Mr. Moore, Mr. Moore. Hi. Okay. <clears throat> Dirk Dirkly from uh, Podcast <laughs> Weekly. This isn't usually how a little TED Talk thing starts. This is but now like... a uh, press conference instead of a TED Talk. I'm sorry. Okay. We didn't mean to br- spring this on you. but uh, So you're saying that bullshitting actually helps a podcast. Yes. You see... Ladies and gentlemen of the audience, when you think about a good, good podcast, you want you want that feeling, that feeling of being in the car with them, being in the car with, like, your best friend, and at the end of the day, the more polished you seem, the more polished you are, it, it takes away from that vibe. It makes it almost seem like you're driving with, you're driving with a professor. You want to seem like you're there with a friend, which is why the concept of BSing Back and f- I see I'm losing you. Where do I? What? What's going wrong here? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just. It's, really though, uh, don't we hear too much BSing in podcasts? Wait, wait, no, no, no. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking. To, I'm talking to Blake. So wait. At this point, where do I need to go with the speech? Because I'm clearly losing you. No, no, no. I'm actually just absorbing your speech. I'm absorbing. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's I'm, I'm thinking about where I want to go from here. Talking about this speech. <laughs> okay. So you need to incorporate an element of... Bu- and once again, you can just say stop whenever you want. Oh, no, I, now, will, I will stop it, you. It's an improv game. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> I want to see how long it takes before you just need that yes. Oh, man, baby. It was five minutes ago. <laughs> of me being like, Blake, please stop me. Blake, this is going out live to an audience. I think that re- you really need to start by just bringing up the history of bullshit. Like, what bullshit means to you. Okay. How it's brought some of your most kind of creative creative juices to the forefront. How it's c- given you some of the biggest laughs and some of the best ideas you'll never act on, but that's you're just happy you had. So I'm just like, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to look at the screen right now. This is the Jebedunk. This is a man who was created not of necessity, not of wanting him to be here, but but out of absolute bullshit. And the beauty of bullshitting things is the fact that as it goes on and the more bullshit you add on, the more art can come out of it. The more you can see this character grow and evolve to a point where this weird, tall, lanky motherfucker can go... Uh, are are how, you okay? How, how, how did... Uh... How did how did that 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 happen right there? What's that guy's story? Oh, okay. So wait, hold on. It's not just gonna become a speech about Jebeduck and how I created him. 
At this point, that is the most interesting thing. Yeah, you did. You may have shot yourself in the foot by bringing out Jebeduk, an actually interesting thing. Maybe it's. Is it the presentation style itself? Do I need to go for, like, a different tone, a different voice? Do I need to go somewhere else? Maybe. Maybe instead of bringing up one example, you should just start, like, making a laundry list of saying, like, back and forth. Like, sometimes. Sometimes the smallest spark can set off a wave of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It creates, and that's when you pull up the Jebeduk. Who is the Jebeduk? Son of the Babaduk, lives in the South, grew up in the South. Mm hmm. Okay, so I'm feeling like. And this is the Jebeduk's wrestling entrance. (laughs) So I feel like. I think maybe an Australian accent might help me just to really connect me and endear me more, because I mean. I kind of got like a, a louder, vo- a louder, more boisterous voice. But if I just went with like a nice, a Kiwi thing going on, what do you think? If I walked out and I'm like, "Hello there, I'm a man, and I'd like to talk to you today about bullshit." Um, and Mr. Mort, Mr. Mort. Yes, hello. Why? Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. Um, why do you use an accent in your podcasts? I've uh, well, you see, the thing is, I'm a lot like the um, Benedict Cumberbatch. And when I do me po- and when I do me pure care, do what this voice is becoming. Pure I do my pure kiss. I end up uh, just uh, I like to seem more American, my, so I do my American accent. Here it is, right here, me America. And is this the point where I pop up as the person like? With the fake reporter stuff, take my fake mustache off and say, see, this is the power of bullshit. (laughs) Do you see how you can't keep your eyes off of him? It may not be for the right reasons, but he has your fucking attention. He (laughs) understands. We've had such a great back and forth here tonight. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. You know what? Let's keep talking. What what's the bullshit that brings <laughs> first time someone's ever ended a TED talk been like, Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, I loved it so much, and then walked off stage and then like, you know what? Let's fucking keep going. Well, that's get- because at that point they're going to be cheering for an encore. An encore for a TED talk. <laughs> so I just walk back out and I'm just like, Who wants to talk wrestling? I got all kinds of boys. I've got a real fun game we can play. (laughs) You, you, there, sir. You, you, connect. Connection. This is what it's about. The connection. Name a wrestler. They lose. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's just staring at us. And they're like, we don't know what you just said, but we're kind of entertained by it. And we're like, that's it. Except for that one guy who's just crying. There's one guy who's just really crying, and it's the wrestler, the guy in the front row named. And he's like, why did I lose? That was really good. We're like, Ryback, sit down, baby. You shouldn't have left, baby. You were Intercontinental Champion. Well, see, this is the point where instead of the talk ending, I come up and say, that is also the joy and beauty of bullshit is... You can't do it alone. You have to have a partner there. A partner in BS. Hi, we're the BS. <laughs> and today we'd like to talk to you about the power of uh, power of the fool. Become the fool and everyone will love you. <laughs> we are the biggest fools. Look at me. I have nothing. I have joker cards for everybody. I <laughs> Here's some joker tricks for everybody out there. We're passing around tubes... We're passing around tubes of white face paint and red lipstick. Let's get crazy. We want to watch the world burn, right, ladies and gentlemen? Let's bring out our inner fools. Let's get crazy. Hey, you know what? You got that white face paint. I got the white claws. I just, I love this concept of the Joker delivering a fucking TED Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, today I want to talk to you about dogs. We're all just dogs chasing cars, right? One guy's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught it. What What, what do you mean? And then the Joker stabs him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the Joker's like, that was a magic trick. 
No, it wasn't. You just killed that guy. The magic trick is murder. <laughs> I did a whole ding, ding, ding magic trick. I don't Come know on, why. Betsy, baby. You're all Batman tonight. I'm killing you. I don't know why they've never hired me to do the Joker's voice when I'm just like, hey, it's me, the Joker. Yeah. Hi there, Ted Jokesman, also known as the Joker. Ted Joker. All right, so if I'm understanding correctly, what I need is Joker makeup to give to the audience. Um, You there, in disguise as a 1950s reporter. Yes, or as a hologram. That, or take one of our highest paying patrons, lock him in a box until he dies, put that out at the beginning, and then have a slideshow of nothing that has to do with the speech itself, but a lot to do with the Jebeduck. (laughs) <laughs> yes, you need to talk about our greatest creations in Gazi. And also, okay, so Blake, we've we've settled on what's going to get me performing a podcast movement next year. We've created the greatest pro wrestling video game of all time. But now, I want to ask you, what was awesome this week? Fucking balls, man. Golf balls. Eyeballs. Basketballs. I know I talked about it ad nauseum, but the actual golfing was like two hours of just like hitting balls. Yeah. And it was great. Like, I would do it again in a heartbeat if I didn't have to pay like that much money for it. Yeah. Oh, I could see that. Like, even mini golf is always just a fun, is a fun time other than me who gets Far too competitive. So, like, first three holes, if I'm doing good, I'm good for the rest of the game. If I'm doing really bad in the first three holes, I get very, very sad for the rest of the game. Oh, it is comical to see how quickly you give up and just start hitting the ball in the wildest ways. (laughs) I, I believe there was one point where you just stopped actually trying to play and started hitting it like a pool ball. Yes, I did. (laughs) Yes. Uh, my favorite, my dad uh, used to be friends with the guy who owned a golf shop, and that was when my dad thought he could golf. And so they had, like, a little mini putt-putt course that you could go and, like, practice your putting on and see which putters you wanted to buy. Motherfucker, I spent all the time just laying on my belly and doing golf shots with the fucking golf balls the entire time. Uh, I will say, a driving range is basically the exact opposite of mini golf. Yeah. Where you just try to hit the thing as far as possible. But Top Golf, they do have holes that you could hit. Oh wow, really? And you can score. <laughs> My favorite probably mini golf, because I don't have golf memories, but I have mini golf memories, is probably when it was me, you, and I think Megan went to the mini golf course that's like way on the outskirts of Birmingham and me and you just started doing DBZ abridged quotes so violently loud that the other players were staring at us in abject horror. God, that was great. Especially the fact that we were stone cold sober. So sober. That was before I drank at all. So I was just like, this is just me, baby. We were just bored. Yeah. <laughs> Just bored, that's... Man, we need to... Oh, shit. I think we can. There's... Okay. There's a place in Atlanta. It's like this big kind of open mall area. The roof of it is a mini golf course that also has an open bar and also, like, sideshow games. During Dragon Con weekend, we have to go and play drunk mini golf. All right, I'm down with that. Yeah. Um... Gazi's favorite thing was, his awesome thing was making a face version of Tiny Boy. And if you don't know what Tiny Boy is, you probably have to tune into our other show, JXT. This has been a very wrestle-heavy episode of BS this week. I, I feel like when we don't, when I don't have much to go to to the well, I just go back to, like, basic wrestling that's accessible to more people, yeah. but still wrestling. Didn't we start Fight Boys to stop talking about wrestling on this podcast? Yeah, but I also made a tabletop RPG, which is my other love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my thing... I could talk about computers. Yeah. (laughs) You want to hear that? You want to hear some IT bullshit for a few? No, we're going to talk around... Spoiler alert, you don't. Yeah. Well, my thing that's awesome this week is just... It's a very niche description, but making shit late at night. I don't know if you were ever one of those people that would get on, like, 
was it instructables and look up how to make things and you would be up to like two in the morning making some random bullshit for no apparent reason then you'd wake up the next day in a daze and be like where the fuck did this lamp come from i guess Um, i made a lamp last night i did that once for a final project for our scenic design class. I feel like that was um that, that was not a fun let's go do this thing as much as it was a oh fuck this is due tomorrow kind of thing. Yeah, it wasn't fun, but I did stay up all night doing it and I did wake up in a haze because I fell asleep on the floor. Yeah. Uh but like I've gotten into it recently cuz I'll come home and like Emily and Ripley will be asleep. So I kind of am just bored so like I'll make shit cake or I'll make like, random recipes for stuff, and the most recent one that I liked the most is because Chaboy's been watching too many episodes of Queer Eye, I got really into skincare, and, like, I need a moisturizer, and I need a cleanser, and all this, and I realized, like, oh, you can make that for a lot cheaper at home with just, like, random shit. You can just, like, lush it the fuck up, and so the other day I made a coffee exfoliator, Using, like, coconut oil, coffee, and sugar. Fun fact, we didn't have normal sugar. We only had red icing sugar. So it's got, like, these weird sparkly flecks of red floating through it. See, Scotty, I think that you have a special quality of... Where everything that you do touch, if you don't have the right ingredients for it, you don't get the right ingredients. You just (laughs) use what's closest... And that's how shit cake happens. That's how the shit cake happened. Well, I think you've made many, many shit cakes over your life. It's just different things. Like that one time we tried to make s'mores. Well, my favorite, I still try, I still use the exfoliate. I, like, I used it yesterday morning, and it's very nice. It makes my skin feel soft. But my favorite part about it was the fact that it was like 1, 2 in the morning. So I'm like, I'll make this. I'll feel accomplished. I'll do like a puzzle on my phone and then go to bed. I used the exfoliator to make sure it worked and the formula was good. And I was like, that's nice. I feel my skin feels so soft. Let's go to bed. Oh, no, I can't sleep. Oh, why can't I sleep? And then I realized that caffeine can be absorbed through the skin. So I just spent like two, three hours there just staring out wide-eyed at the ceiling like I've made a terrible mistake. Matter of fact, you just had, you did just put pure ground coffee in that, huh, right? (laughs) I did put pure ground coffee on my face. You did that for a while, too, huh? Mm -hmm. And my favorite is, like, I'll let my sink fill up so I can wash my... Like, I'll splash my face afterwards, but the coffee grounds fall into it, and it's hot water. So by the end of it, I just kind of have a weak cup of sugary coffee at my my feet to drink from as well. Yep, you got face coffee. You got got that face coffee, baby! (laughs) It comes with uh, tons of... sugar and if you're on a keto diet you don't need to put butter in it because it's got plenty of oils already it's got that coconut oil already in it baby well and face oil (laughs) oh god well blake we've done it all we've done a podcast somehow successfully i've proven why i need to be (laughs) at next year's podcast movement but what and i i've built my own new game system that I'm typing up right now. Yes. Please don't. I don't want to have to edit that audio out. But where can people find you on the internet until next week? You can find me at Blakey Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube. And you can find me just absolutely sleeping because I'm two days removed from it. And once you hit, like, the 25 and you turn 26 like I did last week. Yeah. Um... I just can't handle it anymore. Yeah, baby. Welcome to my world, buddy. (laughs) To a point where, like, every time I go to Orlando, me and Dylan will go out drinking for a night, and the next day, I am just useless. To a point where the last time I went for a conference, I remembered stumbling in, hungover to a conference with Starbucks in my hand, just being like... I've reached the penal- the ultimate version of Scotty right now, just hung over at a podcasting conference with Starbucks in my hand. 
Um, we're gonna have to watch our asses Dragon Con weekend. Oh yeah, it's gonna get weird. We're gonna have to set a limit, I think, at some point. Well, Michael will be there at some point, so he will he will aid us. <laughs> so where can people find you on the internet? Or did you already say that? I already said that. Oh, it's God. okay. Oh god. It's okay, Coffee Face. Coffee <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Coffee Face or at Scotty Mo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, buy all my books on Amazon and check out my Fiverr account if you want some work done. Or go to Scotty Mo or no, I think it's just Scotty like Scotty Loves Pizza.squarespace.com. I can't remember my exact URL. But make sure to check all that out. And remember to check out the other shows online at a load of purebs.com. If you like all the wrestle talk we did, check out Fight Boys. And if you like theme parks, check out Opposite Attractions. Yeah. I like that uh, you just, you're squares, you're, you're Pizza Boy. You're also Pizza Boy on the internet. Pizza Boy Coffee Face. Pizza Boy, Coffee Face, you got it all. Special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes for our theme song, Ric Flair, off of their first debut album of the same name. You can pick it up on the iTunes store. You can pick it up and listen to it on Spotify, but I highly recommend buying it. Given given our best Scottish band that we know, Money. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Coffee face pizza boy. Of course, remember to support the show. If you can't do it monetarily, we understand. Just leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave a comment underneath this video. Or, of course, just talk to us on Twitter, at Scotty Mo at Blake A. Tanner. Or, most importantly, you can find both of us at a load of pure BS. Except no substitutes, and we will see you next week.